Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, the latest on shares, markets and investments, now available on your Amazon Alexa. Hello and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, now also available on the UK Investor Magazine mobile app. For today's podcast, we're going to be discussing electric vehicles and in particular, one electric vehicle in London Black Cab. And to do that, we're kindly joined by the founder and CEO of the Dynamo Motor Company, Brendan O'Toole. Brendan, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Good morning, Jonathan. Nice to be here. We're going to be discussing your business and what you're doing with London Black Cabs. There's been a lot of progress at Dynamo recently, and particularly interesting given the, the shift towards uh, electric vehicles and you're at the moment crowdfunding as well on, on Cedars. Uh, that's something that we will touch on later on in the podcast. But before we get into it, Brendan, would you be able to give us some background on yourself and Dynamo, please? Yeah, okay. So uh, the road to Dynamo, you could say. So I uh, have uh, a long history as a coach builder. So uh, having left school, I always wanted to work with cars and I always wanted to do the whole thing. I wanted to create something new rather than do uh, repair and uh, just add bits and pieces. I wanted to be a proper coach builder, as would have been the case in the 30s, 40s and 50s. So I put myself through quite an extensive training regime, uh, working with the right places to a point where I could take a car, I could take a drawer and I could take a, a conversation and I could produce a car. So I honed these skills over uh, a lot of years working uh, with major manufacturers and individuals and race companies and uh, myself and a bunch of uh, people that work with me we uh, we created probably the the top coach building company in the world at at, uh, one stage where we could take a a drawing on a fag packet and we could produce a car so artisans uh, uh, for, uh, for sure um, but just having the, 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 the skill to do something like this uh, or something like that, it's not enough. You also need to have uh, some entrepreneurial uh, spirit about you if you want to uh, uh, have some, create a sustainable company, uh, working with uh, whatever's happening in the world at any one time. So I would say that I've always been looking uh, for what comes next and uh, probably it's got to be six seven years ago I actually did predict uh, it might have been in a small bunch of people but I did predict an EV era I did see it I did see us change into electric sooner and I thought that the skills that I had and the people that I work with I thought we might be perfect for what's coming because where change comes so there's a lot of disruption so there's a lot of uh, lost uh, uh, lost developments lost money etc so i thought our flexibility because we're used to do things quickly efficiently finding uh, ways around problems i thought we might be perfect for this changing world so i decided to splinter from my normal coach building uh, uh, products, which although they uh, they continued, we set up a, a, an electric 
division here called Dynamo Motor Company. And this is where I've uh, been working for some time now. Thank you. So, Brendan, I mean, what, what's it looked like for you during that period? You've obviously outlined the, the, the journey there, but would you be able to give us some background and a little bit of detail around you know, the process that you've, that you've gone through from, from coach building through to producing electric black cabs? And what's it taken for you to get your products to market? Well, so, uh, I wanted to um, jump onto a product that would be noticed around the world and would be a halo product, you could say, something iconic. And Nissan, some years ago, were working on a London black cab, a petrol version. I remember this was, I think Boris Johnson was involved uh, because the, 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 the diesel taxis at the time, they were, they were looking aged and a uh, nice new petrol, nice new Nissan vehicle. Nissan having a history uh, within the black cab trade in London because it supplied engines. Um, just, it struck me that if I could work on this program, it would ultimately lead to an electric taxi because Nissan's plan was always to lead with the NV200, which would be taken over by their fully electric platform, the ENV200. And I thought this was a nice way into the sector, working with a large company. So we contacted Nissan. They actually wanted our help because we're specialists and they're a huge organization, um, which uh, doesn't necessarily know how to work within a niche uh, sector, so they're very happy to work with us. Uh, and we did a lot of work. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of money was spent. Uh, you know, some in total, twin maybe Nissan. Well, I can't. I wouldn't like to disclose how much money Nissan spent uh, on the petrol vehicle because it's uh, confidential. However, they really wanted to do it, but legislation was changing. And the vehicle at the time wouldn't have had a very long life because from 2018, legislation said that the vehicle needed to be able to go 30 miles plus on a battery alone, and this vehicle wouldn't. So that project was cancelled. Um, I spoke to Nissan and I said, I absolutely believe in the electric version and it might be more beneficial for us to work as an independent company with all of our skills and experience, but in association with Nissan. So we get what we need from Nissan when we need it, because uh, they're very attentive in that way. Uh, but we're able to do it as coach builders because we'll be quicker and we better, and we will do um, a more economical job, you could say. So Nissan were happy for us to do that. And we then set about creating the an electric version of the world's most iconic vehicle. Uh, it's tough because you've got this thing in there called the London Conditions of Fitness, and you've got a vehicle that comes from a, a manufacturer, which is for another purpose, and you've got to mix that all up and create something that can be licensed and that a taxi driver and the taxi uh, passengers want to want to use. 
so very difficult uh but we've we uh managed to get there and launch the vehicle in 2019 uh in october indeed thank you so there's a few bits there that i want to to pick up on brendan but to start with electric vehicles when people hear that now of course it's a booming market people think of, of tesla uh neo there's of course a, your more traditional manufacturers starting to bring out uh more and more electric vehicles but you're i believe the, the world's only manufacturer of the london black cab but what does the rest of the market look like within uh electric taxis well there's always competition in the automotive world and uh, the taxi market whether it's electric or otherwise is no different so they're they're uh, it launched before dynamo uh, a company called levc which uh is owned by geely of china um launched their um range extend their petrol range extended vehicle so this has got the classic shape um it's a it's a, an evolution of uh the tx range that uh, have been on the roads of london for a long time and of course it's able to drive on a battery uh, alone and it's got a a, a, a range extended small engine so that it uh it can use both uh, both types of uh, of uh, of power um however as when it launched it was the only um vehicle so yeah it's 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 a it's a nice vehicle and it's gone down pretty well with some four thousand drivers so um but the market needed an alternative so we uh were working uh closely with uh, the department of transport transport for london etc with this vehicle which although couldn't be developed at the same time because we were waiting for a 40 kilowatt battery version which is needed for the taxi trade so we couldn't launch our vehicle until Nissan had uh, upgraded the battery in the donor vehicle that we convert which they did in 2019 and we were then able to launch ours and offer this fully electric and cheaper version so we were very keen not to come to market with something that is something like the same we needed to be different so i would say we're sort of polar to that in that to that degree and um i don't see so many other companies joining this uh, this sector it's certainly not easy to get into and it is niche so niche to uh, and a, a large company is not is still quite good numbers for a, a low volume specialist conversion company so we have the only fully electric london black cab in the world today so brendan why fully electric and not looking at the hybrid products because there's obviously a mix out there on the markets, if you're looking at you know normal passenger cars out there, that there's you know a range of different products using electric only and and hybrid products. Why have you decided to go for 
a fully electric solution to the to the black taxi as opposed to looking at a, a hybrid option i think on technology selection hybrid was a very good choice five six years ago but i i think with technology moving as fast as it is today and the world um embracing the ev era as it has and the the the, the large automotive companies investing in a in a, in a greener economy I think fully electric is is a is a is the right way to go for uh, the taxi trade uh, right now, and, and uh, indeed on other other types of vehicle in other sectors as well. I mean, uh, battery range is increasing all the time. Reliability is uh, is good as well. The charging infrastructure is getting better. It's not just in London. We've got thirty nine uh, rapid charge posts here in uh, in Coventry. So we're we're uh, not the biggest city, but we're looking. To, uh, our city is looking to to go fully electric uh, as uh, as well. Uh, for the drivers, um, it's very economical. Our drivers are telling us that they're they're driving every day at three pence a mile when they can charge at home. Uh, so, you know, we can't you can't beat that. And their passengers are saying they're very happy to be uh, driving. Uh, I mean. Uh, taken around to wherever their destination is in a, in a fully electric vehicle. So for the drivers, for the passengers, uh, I think that's, uh, I think fully electric is the way. I, we, we, we think it's future-proof. Um, I think in cities now with their um, their ULEs, their ultra-low emission zones and their green zones and their clean zones, I think, you know, even some of the range-extended hybrid vehicles will soon possibly find some roads close to them whereas uh fully electric won't so we think this is the the, the right choice for where we are today so you've obviously touched on there on some of the forces driving the revolution in electric vehicles but of course it does come with its challenges indeed you've touched on some there in terms of you know lack of uh charging points in, in various cities you know the infrastructure just isn't there yet so there is a market for electric vehicle alternatives you know looking at hydrogen in particular i mean what does that sort of market look like and, and what impact do you think that will have on electric vehicles going forward i i actually like the hydrogen uh ideas that we see but it's not for today so we're we're a business we're we're involved in something that's happening right here, right now. And there is more opportunity than I've seen in my automotive life up until now. So as a business, we need to operate and work on things that matter today. We've got shareholders, uh, seeders, uh, we, want, we need to do our best for them today. Where we evolve to is something that will come next and might well involve hydrogen. But today it's electric because there isn't enough um, hydrogen availability or there isn't, there, there isn't a, a way to service and manage hydrogen vehicles to the degree that is necessary. Whereas the amount of money that are go, is going into electric vehicles and its infrastructure is unprecedented. So we need, that's where we need to be. 
So you mentioned there the the Cedis campaign, which we'll go into a little bit more detail a little bit later on in the in the podcast. You've got a target of two million, which you're not too far off, and that's something that we'll explore a little bit more. But I just want to pick up on a point there that you mentioned there in terms of the evolution of Dynamo and products that you're going to be bringing out and potential products you're going to be bringing out in the in the future. But you've got something which is coming up on the very near horizon in a second product that you're going to be launching, I believe, at some point this year. What does that look like? Well, it's now. So we, we like a lot of companies, we struggled um, during uh, the, the, the lockdown and this, this, this COVID period. And we had a perfectly good product that we launched into the market, the London black cab market. Um, but as it was locked down, there weren't, there weren't so much uh, call for it. So we, we had to wait out and see things, uh, and see that, see that our sales deferred until a later date. Um, so we accelerated our diversification strategy. And this come in the form of a sector that whilst the taxi market was slow, last mile delivery, people buying at home was booming. So we looked at that market and we looked at what there was available. And as any entrepreneur will tell you, uh, you want to find things that are not available uh, in order to get uh, uh, additional demand. So we looked, we had this, uh, we had this, this idea, which was, uh, uh, don't go long, go up. So if you look on, uh, in a very busy city, in a very urban city, the huge amount of long vans, long vans that don't, that are not able to park in, um, normal parking bays, they're always sticking out, taking up maybe a, each vehicle instead of being less than less than five meters is five and a half meters so they you add thousands and thousands of vehicles it's a lot of metal on roads so we thought that well the reason these long vans exist is because they want to put more boxes in to get to do larger rounds when they're delivering things so we looked at uh, uh we reached out to um uh maxis who've got a very nice fully electric vehicle with 50 plus kilowatt battery so it's got a good range and uh, we asked them would they work with us so that we could increase the capacity of their vehicle the cargo capacity from 4.8 cubic meters to six which is an important an important uh, figure for uh, last mile delivery uh, and to do this we've increased the roof by 350 millimeters and this vehicle is being launched at the commercial vehicle show in uh, Birmingham tomorrow, in fact, or t t today. today, today, in fact. So it's been launched today, 31st of August. Uh, and uh, we've got very high hopes uh, for this uh, for this vehicle um, because it's absolutely what fully electric and can take a larger cargo uh, to its uh, customers all over the, the very city so we're happy with that but we shouldn't forget you know it's not just last mile delivery we we are super keen 
uh, in the motability sector. We, we are very, uh, we have this uh, other statement here that we use a lot of dignity in mobility. So um, taking uh, fully electric vehicles, usually multiple people carriers. So they've got, you know, seven or eight seats in them, but we are looking to modify the, the these vehicles so that they can take wheelchairs. So that's uh, uh, another part of our evolutionary story uh, waiting to happen. But whether it's motability, mini cabs, camper vans, funeral cars, ice cream vans, all of these niche sectors are looking to go electric. And we will be waiting with solutions. So that, that's that's an interesting point, actually, that I just want to probably pay a little bit more attention to there, Brendan, because it sounds like you started off with a taxi, but really, you know, in what you're doing, there, there's a high level of diversification already, and the possibilities for further diversification are quite strong. So it sounds like you've listed a number of different types of vehicles there. I mean, is it a case that you as a business can really take any form of a vehicle and convert it to electric, to, be, to being an electric vehicle. And then you sort of start to, to move away from, from being a manufacturer from, and then taking you know problems that, that are there, you know, in existing cars, existing models and looking at taking the sort of technology they have at the moment, which is sort of maybe looking at diesel and petrol, but then converting that to, an electric vehicle is that, is that the case and is that where you see dynamo going in the future well we'll, we'll always start with a fully electric vehicle whatever we do it's always going to be fully electric when it when it's delivered uh, to us for conversion so everything that's been everything that needs to be done uh, as regards how it's powered is 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 in place um, but we we need to we need to service you know, large companies need large volume. So that means there's a whole sway of industry that cannot be reached by a large manufacturer who, who invests millions or billions into something. And we are there to pick up these pieces. So we look where demand is and we try to find a solution. But we are always thinking about uh, tomorrow. So we're already working with the, the Renault Nissan Alliance on the next generation uh, London Black Cab, because they are very happy to be supporting uh, us with this. It's it's worked well for both companies, and I would like to uh, find a way, which we're working on right now, of how to develop a Black Cab in the in the same vein as we currently have, uh, which is suitable for London, etc. But the UK is quite a big market and lots, lots of areas in the UK, some 70,000 plus vehicles over the UK, they don't have quite the income that the London taxi drivers have. So we're trying to also figure out how we can create a, a compliant, fully electric taxi for the whole of the UK, as well as um, the, the, the very established markets uh, such as London. So that's exciting. Uh, that's exciting in, in, in itself. Thank you. Fantastic. So let's now touch on the Cedars campaign. Brendan, how's that going? As I mentioned a little bit 
earlier on in the podcast that you're very nearly at your your target of of two million. I mean, there's a few things here that listeners that are potentially interested in, in investing uh, in in Dynamo will be keen to, to to know a little bit about. So, I mean, how how's it gone so far? And I mean, one of the things that people would like to to hear about is how the funds are going to be deployed to really drive Dynamo forward once you've completed the the fundraise. Um, well, I think like anything, we 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 didn't uh, we hadn't I personally hadn't had any um, uh, experience with crowdfunding, but but we have uh, we had committed partners in Bloom. Blue, Blue and Mobility Ventures, who we have a lot of synergies with, and they left it to me to choose the type of uh, next round of investment to, to join with their own £1.5 million that they committed. And I wanted to go to try the, the, the crowdfunding because I want Dynamo to become known within communities not just business so and i think it's possible uh and so far 600 or so people also think the same um but we 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 made a, a mistake or two here or there with uh launching the fund uh in the middle of uh, the summer holiday which i think with hindsight could have been uh something something better but we're, we're looking for a big finish now so um there's a there's a there's still eight seven or eight days left and uh, I think, you know, not only do our investors uh, make a shrewd financial investment, but everyone who invests is doing something towards the environment because whether whether opinion might be changed, might be different with everybody, uh, climate change seems pretty real to me. And uh, I think we've got a, a product which with a, with a, a little more, uh, explanation as to why we are going to be successful it is mainly because as a converter we are able to take the very best that's out there today so if tomorrow a manufacturer says this vehicle can do 500 miles on a single charge we're able to jump on that do the conversion and offer it to our, our customers so they're always working with the latest and best. If you, whereas a large manufacturer, they have to commit millions of pounds. They're going to stay in something for a long time. But with things changing so much, I think that our flexibility is really key. So we select the product, we, uh, we select the sector, we select the product, and we develop it quickly and we get into it quickly, knowing that that vehicle might only be usable for two or three years before something else takes its place. But we're able to do that. And I think that's why we are going to make such, have such an impact uh, and add to the, like, the EV adoption. We're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna really put something into that. Um, so that's why I wanted to get into um, uh, crowdfunding and why I think crowdfunding, uh, the, the, the the investors in there now that they will hear this we'll see why we think we'll be successful on there and give them a good return on their money whilst giving them a good feeling about doing something for everybody around them indeed indeed and, and good luck with that brendan in the in the future but just to finish off now 
people will be very interested to, to hear because obviously you're very fast growing in, in your business. You have lots of opportunities on the horizon that we've touched on. But where do you see, if you could highlight a few potential milestones for Dynamo in the future, I mean, where, where do you see the company going? Um, you know, highlight some of the key points people should keep uh, an eye out for and maybe a couple of points on the overall automotive sector going forward and where you'd fit into that. Well, I think for sure we shall uh, continue with our diversification and expansion strategy. Um, this round was to build momentum because we had been disrupted throughout the, the COVID period. Uh, the next round, uh, and there will be a follow-on investment round after this, uh, the next round, which will be a much bigger round, uh, will be to uh, help with uh, the development and launch of uh, vehicles that will take us to the next level. So we, we see three very obvious uh, directions uh, to continue with the London Black Cab. Uh, and go develop uh, to, to, to build out the vehicles that we're building, that we're currently doing, and uh, to move to the next generation, which I must say has got some very nice attributes that will make it even more desirable. Uh, we want to do more for wheelchair access, accessibility and motability, and we think we may have found a nice niche with our don't go long, go up strategy for last mile delivery vans. So all three of these, uh, we will be uh, uh, pushing and promoting and working and making relationships with uh, some of the, uh, the world's biggest auto uh, motor organizations uh, to create demand, build our brand, and then ultimately we see that we may uh, take the company through an IPO. So plenty of interesting things happening, plenty of scope for uh, for uh, 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 returns on investments and uh, we ha we are a UK company although we've had a lot of uh, overseas attention uh, London is very admired around the world for its um, its uh, transport policy and uh, we see that being copied or look to be copied around the world so we will keep an eye on what the, the rest of the world uh, can mean to Dynamo but we'll concentrate for now on our homework, our home market, because it's a big one. And uh, finally, we shall continue to build on our sales. We've got over 200 people today who are driving around uh, all over the UK uh, in, a, in a Dynamo London Black Cab. So we're very proud of that. And we're very happy that we're serving these customers and they, they these customers are serving the public and taking them around uh, in fully electric vehicles. Indeed, indeed. Sounds like a very exciting future for, for Dynamo there. So, Brendan, thank you very much for joining us today. Just to note for everybody listening, if you'd like to find out a little bit more about the crowdfunding campaign and indeed uh, the Dynamo Motor Company, please do check out the notes to this podcast where there'll be a link through to the Cedars crowdfunding page as well as uh, Dynamo's website we'll be able to find out some more information there so brendan thank you much for being on the podcast today you're welcome thank you thank you as well we hope you enjoyed listening to the uk investor magazine podcast please do share the podcast and we really value any reviews and comments you leave us in your chosen podcast player 
The views presented by the hosts and guests of the UK Investor Magazine podcast are in no way investment advice. And please remember, all investment involves risk.